Hi there, Steve Coffin here to talk about compelling input or comprehensible input. Uh, these are two terms that come up all the time in language learning. Remember, if you like these videos about language learning, please uh, uh, subscribe. And if you like a particular video, don't hesitate to give it a like. It does help me in my uh, rankings on YouTube. Um, okay, so compelling input, comprehensible input, CI, these are some of the sort of key buzzwords in language learning. And they're very important because as I've said many times, you know, interesting content, compelling content, where you're sort of interested in the subject matter that drives our learning. And if it were possible to have sort of just an ideal gradual progression from sort of extremely easy material, yet interesting, gradually moving towards content that's longer and a little more difficult and yet interesting, you know, suits our interests at our level. I mean, that's the ideal world. However, that is not a realistic expectation. It doesn't happen in real life. And there are a variety of reasons for this. One is that at the very beginning, of course, nothing is comprehensible. So you, you can't start with material that's comprehensible. You start with material that may become comprehensible. In other words, if it's short, if it uses a lot of very high frequency words, if you have access to online dictionaries, if you have access to a translation, or if you're familiar with the story, then all of these things help to make it, at least if not immediately comprehensible, something that can become comprehensible with enough exposure to it. So then you start from something that's not comprehensible and you gradually move towards material that is comprehensible and at the same time, hopefully more interesting because very often the beginner material isn't very comprehensible. Now, in my own experience here with Turkish, of course, the comprehensible, however, not very compelling material or input that I used initially was our mini stories at length. I have now used them in Greek, in Arabic, in Persian. I've dabbled with them in other languages. I know the stories, so they're not compelling. However, I am interested in learning Turkish, a new language. Therefore, I prefer for a long time to listen to material that's not compelling, but is potentially comprehensible because there's so much repetition within each story. Words repeat and repeat and repeat. I, I start to get a sense of the language. So this material is not intrinsically compelling, but it is at least accessible in terms of comprehension. So at the other end of the spectrum, I now find that in my Turkish, I want to get to more material that is intrinsically uh, compelling. And so I have been, because again, my interest in Turkish started with my wife watching Turkish dramas on Netflix. And so now I discovered that on Netflix website, if I use an app that one of my listeners here recommended called Learning Languages on Netflix or something like that, then, then I can see the subtitles in Turkish and in English. And so I try to follow along and I can control the speed uh, of these uh, subtitles and the translation using the arrow keys on my keypad. 
However, it's still extremely difficult because the translation isn't perfect and I feel that I would like to understand better what those words mean and so forth. So there is another uh, app that someone recommended called Subadub and that gives me the possibility to download the SRT file of all of the uh, transcript, uh, all of the subtitles as a transcript. And then the next thing I found was a website that will convert the SRT file to a text file. So I'm able to import all of the transcripts into link. We haven't yet figured a, a way out a way to get the sound into link as a lesson, but at least I have the text. So now I am going through uh, this movie, GNU, which I watch for 10-15 minutes on my computer following with the subtitles. Then I go and study it on link, get at some of the words and phrases. Then I go back to watching the movie. Then I go back to working at link and it really is wonderful. So this is compelling input, but it's not immediately comprehensible. And even when I go through it on my, uh, in link, this is conversation flying back and forth. And of course, even if I know the words, the word order in Turkish is, to my mind, I'm not used to it yet. And so therefore, even looking up each word, I still can't make sense of the whole phrase. I find that Google Translate for Turkish does a very good job of doing that. So I'm getting a feel for Turkish word order, at least in these casual conversations. But the point is that with more or less one month into Turkish, I am watching movies, which is compelling input. I'm studying the text of those movies on link. This is all compelling input. The difficulty with going in a very gradual way from comprehensible input to compelling input at what some of these language teaching experts refer to as N plus one, sort of that next level of difficulty. It's simply not possible because of what I explained in an earlier video. And that is that that word frequency drops off very, very rapidly. So the idea that you could always have just that next level of, you know, percentage of new words is kind of unrealistic. In fact, you will always be dealing with a lot of new words. And to me, vocabulary is the key in terms of comprehension. Um, yeah, word order, I mean, I'll get used to the word order. And, and even to see an explanation of word order doesn't do it. You actually have to see and experience to live how, you know, Turks express themselves and, and how they throw the words together to make a sentence. Just to say subject, verb, object, or subject, object, verb doesn't do it. That all of these sort of theoretical explanations are not as effective as exposing your mind to the actual language and allowing your brain to get used to it. So um, I guess my point is that the main thing, again, is to engage with the language just to do something. It's like when you go to a gym, it doesn't matter if you're going to go on the stepper, or you're going to go on the treadmill, or you're going to use this machine or that machine, just go there and do something. Just commit yourself to doing something. Now that something is going to vary. And I find myself alternating between comprehensible input, which is our mini stories, and then more compelling input, which is a bit more of a struggle, but extremely enjoy enjoyable. And as I'm doing it, I'm confident that just allowing this language to flow over my brain, even though I can't say anything in Turkish, is gradually getting my brain used to the language. And at some point, I will start to speak. 
and I've only been in Turkish for one month, I'm actually enjoying a Turkish movie. I don't remember having been able to do that in any other language. Now, part of that is simply the availability of all the different resources and, and online dictionaries and, and systems like Link and so forth, which make it possible to do things now that I couldn't do before. So, I just wanted to talk a bit about this sort of comprehensible versus compelling input. Uh, at an initial stage, simple uh, content with a lot of repetition because I'm, I'm so motivated to try to get a handle on the language is in a way compelling even though it's not genuinely, authentically interesting. But at a later stage, we can actually find ways of engaging with content that is inherently interesting, compelling, like these movies, and yet really it's not at that N plus one level of difficulty. It's not genuinely on its own comprehensible, but we can make it comprehensible. And in both situations, we are allowing the language to flow over our brain and the brain is gradually going to sort things out. So, a bit of a rant there on comprehensible and compelling input.